And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We obviously have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, cancer is how my dad died. A unique form of cancer. It had to do with radiation infiltration. That happened to him when he was younger. Cancer eats away at a person's insides. It's like a poison. It's like any sin that stays within our system. It's like any perpetual doubt. It's like bitterness that lives inside us. Many people are doing better against cancer than they did 50 years ago. Unfortunately, many more are doing worse with bitterness. Guess what? Bitterness will kill you too. Next, what is the biblical way of dealing with bitterness? It can't be phony. It has to work. It can't be a magic pill unless it's a gospel. Forgiveness is a solution to bitterness. It's biblical, and it works. The power of the ministry of forgiveness is the power of the gospel. It holds holds back from the dead, the resurrecting power. It enables us to see life where there is death and hope where there is none. And for a Christian, it must be central in everything we do on everyday living, and we need to continually function in it. Finally, forgiveness is a solution and a cure for many more ailments than we often realize. You know it's true just by the level of uncomfortableness or comfortableness we feel when we connect to and hear the phrase forgiveness. As soon as you hear that, you go, oh, that either makes you feel comfortable or uncomfortable. Wow. There are two exceedingly essential elements for forgiveness. They come to us and to our direction by the pathway of the truth. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during this show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. That's going to hurt today. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call, 972-445-0770. Captain Chris will answer the phone. Let me just explain this to you. That's like having a police car right behind you while you're driving, and you're not worried. <laughs> then you will be...
You ever that happen? A policeman comes behind you. You're thinking, what I do? What I do? Every <laughs> time. Every time. It's like, did I did I use my blinker? Am I going too fast? Did I drop my French fry? What happened? What happened? That happened. Uh, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is maybe you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, or a question. We want you to be able to share that. Look, it, it's not a kvetch fest. You guys know that. It's an opportunity to ask genuine questions, trying to work things out in a practical way in our Christian faith. Okay? This is. I'm not your pastor. I'm your big brother. And for many of you, I'm not a big brother. I'm just an annoying brother. Okay, that's fine. I could be an annoying younger brother. I have two siblings that will testify to that. But the part that I want you to catch is that we're the, the here to strengthen and support one another. No, we're not going to agree with one another on everything. Do you agree with your brother or sister on every single thing they ever say? That'd be amazing, right? But we're still here to bless and strengthen one another and empower one another as we see the day getting closer. And we see the day getting closer, don't we? I mean, it is definitely catching up to us. So what I want to do is give that opportunity. I want to talk about some of the things that I'm going to share. Some of it's very personal. Some of you will like go, oh, I think I've heard this before. You probably have. I probably shared it before. It's not, it's not don't share one thing and then never share it again. And anytime the Lord's doing something in our lives, we ought to learn how to multiply and share that. In the meantime, I want you to be able to reach out to us by phone, by email, uh, by text, which a lot of people love to do. We do have a great deal of fun in our texting. It does take me at the end of the show a long time to reply to all the texts. <laughs> Sometimes I'm in the studio a little longer than I probably should be, but that's okay. That's part of the fun. But what I want to do is make sure you have that opportunity. Plus, we do Bible trivia. I will give Al props. He's the only one to answer to Bible trivia that I didn't ask. But I want to give him the props for it because during that, what I didn't share was the trivia question. Al still gave an answer for a trivia question. So we're going to give him props for that. He said the answer was Peter. There was no actual question, but he gave the answer Peter. So we're just going to give him a ding, 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 because it was a great response. You were right, Al. You was right. It was Peter. Not that there was a trivia question. Okay, here's your trivia question. (laughs) Here we go. Who stopped a man from driving out demons in Jesus' name? Which of the 12 disciples uh, became a farumpa rump and tried to stop the dude from driving out demons in Jesus' name? As one of the 12, you got a 12 and one shot. Those are not great odds. Uh, but if you think you know the answer, reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. I want to make sure, pretty sure I'm covering everything. We'll do our DNA later, <laughs> as we are now prone to do. Uh, we've covered that. We covered that. Uh, yeah, okay, got it, got it, got it. Don't forget to keep praying for my professor, Professor Terry. I sent him a, a text. He's appreciative. Everybody praying for him. That's kind of nice. And then uh, I do want you to pray for the audience for encouragement. And that's a pretty important part. Uh, you don't have to say a whole bunch to the Lord for the Lord to know what you're sharing. But offer up—wait, let me say it again. Send your prayer, which is offering your prayer or presenting your prayer. Same thing. To the Lord on behalf of the audience and just ask that, that they would be encouraged. Some people are really discouraged right now and a lot of things are going through. And we just want them to be lifted up. That's all. All right. Uh, trivia questions out there. Is there anything else I got to know? Anything? No? Okay. Pizza, huh? Was it a pizza call? Okay, that's fine. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. 
And let me just read this to you and see if, the, if I can do any good on this. I, I hope so. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Probably not an accident that this was pre-written 12 days ago for the show, and then we had the events happen yesterday. And then Sergio even asked that question. Seems like it's all working together in a sequence from, from my perspective. I could be wrong, but maybe not. Here's the deal. The Scripture tells us in Hebrews 12, 15 that we should not fall short of the grace of God and that not allow bitter a bitter root to grow in us. Now, bitterness takes place when things go a different direction than we planned. And if we can just talk in that honest level, you look at a passage like this, like, well, you got to have the practical application for this. The practical application is that the author of Hebrews tells us, don't, look, don't fall short on the grace and don't let bitter bitterness grow in you. Because if it grows in you, it's like a root. I don't know how many people know about trees. I'm not a horticulturist. I don't understand everything. One thing I know is in our backyard in the house we rent, there was a, a tree, and the roots went underneath the fence and into the neighbor's pool, which was not a good thing. <laughs> so they had to pay for it and pull the roots out. They caused a lot of problems. Uh, we didn't have to pay for it. I was happy about that. But uh, the landlord wasn't that happy. He was one of the nicest guys in the world. That's what bitterness is like, though. It grows underneath, and it, it just keeps growing until it touches something and destroys it. And bitterness comes about when we have some form of disappointment. Something didn't go the way we wanted it. Something isn't going the way we want it to go. Somebody isn't being the way we want them to be, or we're not being the way that we want to be. And it's easy— to get fixated on that disappointment. It's easy to focus our attention. I mean, if you want to use it without trying to be new agey, because you know how much I hate that. Uh, but it's like you're putting all your effort and your energy into like what's disappointed and what's not going the right way. And it's the same thing we've talked about before. If somebody does 100 things right, or if there's 100 things and they do 95 right, what do we typically focus on? The five that didn't go right. And it's just like that's our that's a problem. That's wrong. That's a, a fault that we have. And so like cancer, which my dad died of, bitterness eats away at our insides. And it hurts us. And it affects us. And it affects how we function, how we trust people, how we trust God. It affects how we deal with people, how we love people. It affects our level of anger. I mean, I can tell you that for sure. I mean, I, it's not like I'm free from bitterness. I have to come before the Lord on a regular basis and ask God to, to, to refresh the graciousness, the compassion, and the mercy. Because I know you'll find this amazing, but guess what? I've been hurt as a Christian. <gasps> what? I've been hurt in life. <gasps> what? And that's why forgiveness is a big part of this. But I want to make sure you understand how important the bitterness part is. Many of us Christians carry bitterness. We might not call it bitterness, but God does. Right, we take our break. So we got to answer the trivia, right? We got to. Do we do the trivia? Okay. The uh, I, sh I should answer that trivia real quickly. Uh, who stopped a man from driving out demons in Jesus' name? The answer was John. John. 
The Apostle John was the answer. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not. She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, I, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down, and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me, one more time, mister. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, fine. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I still don't get it. Uh, That's a joke for uh, one of our special listeners. Kind of funny. Uh, Here's your trivia question. How did Joseph know that he had to take Jesus and Mary and flee to Egypt? 
How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? That's the question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 would be the number you would call. 214-210-8483 would be the text that you would text in. And then david at he must org would be the email. As you know, I have a joke. And this one is a good one. We've had some pretty good jokes, actually, lately. So I got to say, I haven't gotten too many buzzers. I'm not going to get a buzzer on this one. That, that, I'm feeling confident. How about that? Like that? All right. You, 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 you got the buzzer ready, though. You're ready. I was get the buzzer ready. <laughs> All right, somebody's calling you. See, the whole audience has been spared. You guys should be thanking the good Lord. Ooh, somebody called in. We got a delay. That's good, okay? Uh, but because uh, it's a good joke. Okay, so again, the trivia question uh, that was asked is, uh, how did Joseph know that he had to take Jesus and Mary uh, and flee to Egypt? I think we all know he didn't win a bonus ticket on American Airlines. Uh, somebody ready to answer the question? All right, let's fire away. Ding, this is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are you doing? How are you feeling today? Well, I, I have felt better. Okay. Just... Can I pray for you before we're all done with this? Can I pray for you just to be feeling better? Sure. All right. Well, let's do the trivia first, and then we'll, we'll go uh, into the prayer after that. How did Joseph know he had to take Jesus and Mary and flee to Egypt? An angel of the Lord. He was visited by an angel of the Lord. Do you remember if he was awake or sleeping? Uh, he may have been sleeping. That's it, Gary! It was in a dream. <laughs> an angel of the Lord told him in a dream, get up, go. Time to hit the road, buddy. Let's go. And actually, Joseph had four dreams, if not five. I, I, I always forget which one it is. In the very beginning, he gave him instructions, which is uh, ironic because I, people were not used to getting revelations or communications from the Lord during that kind of silent period. So he had to get he had to get really really specific with him. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And it was an angel of the Lord told him in a dream. So that's a very, very powerful. Great job, by the way, on that one. Let me pray for you, okay? I just okay. want to pray that the Lord will kind of lift you up a little bit. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our precious brother, Gary. We ask you. We thank you for him. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the graciousness he has and the spirit he has. Feeling a little low today, and we're asking you to pour out your energy into him. And of course, not just into him, but everybody in our audience who could just use a touch from you, uh, an, an encouragement, a energy uh, pickup, so to speak, from your spirit, from your presence. And we pray that for Gary, that you would just give him a revitalization, that he would have more energy throughout the rest of this day. And we just pray your grace into his life, mercy into his life, and your love flourishing into his life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And I thank you very much, and I've been praying for all of you, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. God bless you. you. All right. Great job. Great job, Gary. I love Gary. He's a great guy. All right, here's my joke. All right, it's a good joke. <laughs> you know, Chris, you got this uh, kind of glean in your eye like, yeah, we'll see if it's a good joke. <laughs> we'll see. Seems there were these three professionals sitting around talking about the world's oldest profession. The doctor said, well... The Bible says that God took a rib out of Adam to make a woman. Since that clearly required surgery, then the oldest profession is surely medicine. 
The engineer shook his head and replied, no, no, no. The Bible also says that God created the world out of void and chaos, and to do that, God must surely have been an engineer. Therefore, engineering is the oldest profession. The politician smiled smugly and leans discreetly forward and says, ah, but who do you think created the chaos? Come on, that's pretty good. Come on. Not bad. Come on, see, this guy's not good. All right. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's go back. Now we got to go back into bitterness. This is this will be fine. This is part of that transition part, right? Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is every one of us has had to deal with bitterness to some degree or another. And I know that some people out there is like, well, I've heard this. I've heard this. It's like, yeah, I know, and you need to hear it again, and I need to hear it again. And we all need to hear it again, that the Scripture tells us not to let a bitter root grow in us. It's not even that you won't experience bitterness. Nobody's saying that. But what's being said is don't let it grow like a root that is deep in, entrenched, has to have to dive deep, pull it out, you know, get every little nuance of it. Don't let that take place because it will cause trouble for us. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27, this is like kind of how you understand how it causes the trouble. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. While the context, of course, is anger, and there's nobody that can deny that, that anger or that disillusionment or that disappointment or that frustration, all of those things that we hang on to give the devil a foothold. You're thinking, well, no, no, I'm a Christian. He doesn't have a foothold in me. I'm just going to ask you, you understand that Ephesians 4 is written to Christians, right? So if the Ephesians 4 is written to Christians and it says, don't give the devil a foothold, it would not be a deep logical process to say we are enabled as sinful people to give him a foothold. And the scripture says, don't do that. Because if you do that, if you stay, if you let the sun go down while you're still, still angry, which is the, the the poetic way of saying if you keep that, if you hang on to that, if you keep that in your system, you're giving the devil a foothold. You give the devil a foothold, it's going to become a root of bitterness. It becomes a root of bitterness. It's going to cause trouble. It's going to be like the cancer that killed my dad because it will just keep eating away at you. It won't stop until it until it takes you. So we can't hang on to those kind of things. We can't be the people that 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 are disappointed, don't verbalize it, but we know it inside of us and we're mad at God. We've got it hidden in a compartment in our mind or in our hearts, but we don't say it to God because we don't want God to get mad at us, but we know it's there and it's real. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because I go through this too. I don't know why anybody would think it's weird that we put these things in these secret compartments and then we say, well, I'm mad at you about this, Lord, but I'm not going to say anything because I know it's wrong. It's like, you don't think he knows that that's in there? Of course he knows. And what happens is that we get a, a process of pain, and then we keep it. And we certainly don't forgive. And we don't allow the forgiveness to bring the healing. And 
people would say, well, are you trying to say you got to forgive God? It's like, no, you don't, you don't forgive God because God has never done anything to you that you could ever say that towards. The majority of that forgiveness has to do with ourselves. It doesn't matter whether it's another person that created that problem. It doesn't matter if it's a, a financial situation. It doesn't matter if it's misdirected trust. It doesn't matter if it's disappointment uh, in siblings, children, uh, in, in uh, uh, spouses. And it doesn't, none of that matters. We're the ones that keep it. That's the truth. Nobody can make you bitter. You have to choose to be bitter. Nobody can make you so angry about something that it eats away at you. Nobody can do that to me. I do that to me. And there's a big part of this, and people, you know, in the psychology, they'll say, you know, let it go, let it go. Well, that's not, it's not like it's completely incorrect. This, the animal that was uh, that the sins were transferred, the 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 lamb, the sacrificial lamb that 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 was the animal that the the sins were transferred to, is is slaughtered. It's not it's not kept around. It's like get rid of it. It's done, done, done. Bye, gone, slaughtered. See ya. But what some of us do is hang on to it, right? Or if you want to use the scapegoat analogy. So we, the scapegoat, we transfer your sins to the scapegoat. The scapegoat goes out and wanders in the wilderness. The whole idea is that it's separated from us. We need to have a separation from some of these pains. And some of you are like, going, well, Dave, this is like, wow, what are you talking about? This is like, you know what? This is exactly what Jesus came to do to set the captives free from these very things. These pains that we connect to, that we hang on to, that we don't send away, that we don't cast away, that we don't put on the, 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 the substitution, on the goat, all of these things are hurting us, and we've got to separate from them and eliminate them. And if you think, well, that, I'm mad about it, but it doesn't hurt me, you're just lying. <laughs> Next lesson, thou shalt not bear false witness. I mean, it's like... Just be honest about it. Oh, that does hurt me. And and what do we need to do? Who's the only one that can, can heal you? Who's the only one that could really make a difference? Who's the only one that can take it and make it so that you transfer this to a scapegoat? Who's the only one that can really bring the healing in these situations? It's Jesus. So we come back, we'll talk about that, plus more. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just as I am, he reach down and see my freedom at the cost of his Let's get into our text, Colossians chapter. We covered everything, right? Okay. Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 2 through 4. Whatever you do, or I'm sorry, it's uh, actually Colossians 3, 24. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically. Is something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord because you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us that whatever we do, now I've, we've gone through this a couple of times and we have to go through it uh, multiple more times to really grasp it. But that phrase, whatever we do, happens to mean whatever we do. 
That's what it means. And we're supposed to do it enthusiastically, with an eagerness, not with an obnoxiousness, with an eagerness to do it as unto the Lord. So the things that we're required to do that we have to do, there should be a disposition, an attitude of enthusiasm that is connected to the Lord. It's not that you like to do everything, but if you can understand that in the doing of it unto the Lord— you're doing it with a different priority in mind. You understand that? In other words, what you do, do it unto the Lord and do it with this attitude of a full heart and an eagerness. I had somebody, I'll say her name, Susie Lopez was at KPRZ. She was the direct marketing director. Uh, Susie did the marketing director for San Diego. She said something to me one time that was so profoundly simple, it was irritating because I had to do something for a client because that's what you had to do at Salem. And I was like, blah. All right. So she said, Dave, she goes, if you can't get out of it, get into it. And it was like, that was really good advice. If you can't remove yourself from it and you have to do it, at least do it right. I mean, do what you're going to do and do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right spirit. Do it with this uh, uh, better mindset. And I think she was more right than wrong. No, I'm not talking about doing bad things or anything like that. So stop. That's, that's weird stuff. I'm talking about doing it as unto the Lord and recognizing that when you do it that way, it is from the Lord and only the Lord that you will receive the true eternal reward. You might uh, go through whatever your process is, but when you do it as unto the Lord, you can recognize that the Lord is the one that brings the reward. And that's just living your life for the Lord. And that's just good, right? I mean, that can't be a bad thing. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here you go with your next trivia question. Get ready. This is going to be a little tougher, but it shouldn't be a little tougher. Who did Jesus heal because of G- because of Peter's actions? Who did Jesus heal because of Peter's actions? The only hint I'll give you is this. What? What did you say? Okay, that's your hint. <laughs> See if you guys can pick it out. Uh, 972-445-0770. That is the number that you want to call. Uh, if you have an answer to the trivia question, 214-210-8483 is the text. Also, David at he must org. So I'm going to rephrase it because I want to make sure everybody understands what the question is. Who did Jesus heal because of Peter's actions? So Peter did something, and then Jesus had to heal in response to that. That's the question that we're asking. Again, 972-445-0770. Text 214-210-8483. Send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Going to send you to the website. The only thing I'll tell you about the website is we're looking to pay rent on Friday. And it's pretty simple. If If we don't pay rent, then you'll hear this. Boy, that's boring, isn't it? Anyway, check out he must increase.org. 
prayer request? Hemusincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemusincrease.org. Hemusincrease.org. <laughs> well, I like it. All right. Let's uh, have we have somebody ready to answer the question. Let's ring them through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Bobby from uh, out here in Climax. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Working on my mower, getting it ready to mow tomorrow. All right. <laughs> That's. You, 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 is the rain done then? You're okay to mow? You're okay for mowing then? That's, 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 oh yeah, okay. yeah. If the wind stays up, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, I, I've got about five acres I'm gonna mow and. Uh, uh, most of it's out of the water, so I'm going to try to get it all tomorrow, because if I don't, boy, I tell you, it, it just grows quick after a rain. <laughs> awesome. Very, very good. All right, so let me ask you this question. Here it is. Who did Jesus heal because of Peter's actions? I, I don't know the guy's name, but it was I think it was one of the guards that came after Jesus. Peter uh, sliced his ear off. That is correct, sir! <laughs> oh, good. It make up for last week. <laughs> yeah, he, he, his name was Malchus, and so he, uh, he I don't know what, you know, kind of made a move. Peter was like, hi-ya! You know, <laughs> chopped, yeah. his, chopped his ear yeah. off and said, that's right, that's what I have to say about it. So great job. Very, very oh, good. Well, thank you. God bless you. All right. God bless you, brother. Excellent work. You take care. Have a good show. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. Okay. Let's do our history. Let's go. All right, going to have a little bit of a hard time with this one. Today is Sing Out Day, which would not be applying for me because singing out for me is, would be a huge mistake. Towel Day, for those who are fans of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you're supposed to carry a towel. That's what I'm just saying. And then it's National Tap Dance Day. I, couldn't, I can't dance to save my life. I mean, can you imagine tap dancing? I can't even count to three without having a problem. And then you want me to tap dance. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, 1935 in this day, Jesse Owens set uh, or tied, either set or tied four track and field world records in a span of 45 minutes. (laughs) It's like, what? Amazing. 1935, Babe Ruth hits his 714th home run. 1977, the movie Star Wars is released. I've only said this a couple of times. Do not think I'm delighting it. I did see Star Wars on the first week that it came out. And then I went back a week later because the first time I saw it, I was uh, uh, not altogether there. And so the second time, I, I figured out what the movie was. Uh, in 1986, there was Hands Across America. <laughs> so you can't do that now. <laughs> Hands Across America because of COVID. It's like, that'll never happen. And then Skylab. You guys remember Skylab? Wow. 1973, the crew arrived in the United States Space Station. was launched May 14th. Space Station had suffered damages shortly after takeoff when a protective shield and a solar panel broke off, damaging the other solar panels, but the crew made its repairs and returned to the Earth on June 22nd. That is our history. Okay? Okay, great. All right. 
All right, let's get back into this. Uh, this is really, I got to be really careful how I do this. Um, so I'm going to say this uh, with as much love and honesty as I can. And I've been trying to do that kind of like throughout this whole teaching. It's not its not an easy teaching because we're talking about bitterness. Uh, so it's not the easiest thing to come across. But people, it, it's something that people do uh, get caught up in or get uh, connected to. And so the, the big key in understanding the, the process of getting rid of bitterness, of course— has to do with Jesus. I mean, I don't think anybody in the world is going to think for a split second it, it doesn't have to do with with Jesus, okay? But I want to give you a passage, and I'm going to say it in such a way or try to communicate it in such a way as to lighten the burden load. Maybe I'll be able to do it, maybe I won't. Colossians chapter 3, verse 13. Bear with each other and forgive one another, if any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgives you. So this silly verse, not silly, but this verse in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, tells us to bear with each other, which is such a kind way to say put up with one another. Okay? I have to put up with people. You have to put up with people. I mean, it's part of that process. you got to bear with them. Sometimes you're just sitting there scratching your head going, what, why, why, why are you doing it this way? What, why are you saying this? What, and you just like scratch your head. But Bible says bear with each other. That's an important part. Forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against somebody. If you've got something that's happened to you and you have this um, pain because somebody has hurt you, or you have this pain because the situation didn't go the way you wanted it to go, or you have this pain because your child didn't do what you wanted or your spouse didn't do what you wanted, and you have this hurt, right? You are required to offer forgiveness in the capacity that the Lord has extended forgiveness to you, get this, even though you didn't deserve it. You can't earn forgiveness the way that we want it to be. You know, we want to be, well, I'll do this and this, and then that'll give me a reason to, to, to be able to be forgiven. That's not really how forgiveness works. Forgiveness is granting. It's extending. Even knowing that the pain that people has caught has caused you is real you're you're moving in mercy and extending forgiveness like god moves in mercy towards us and extends forgiveness if you want a better example than this i i don't know what to say but jesus is on the cross he's dying on the cross he's being crucified for our sins he's asking the father to have mercy on the people i mean if anybody had a justifiable reason to say oh they they ought to pay that'd have been that moment stephen did the same thing by the way but the idea behind this is is it's not that what people have done doesn't hurt. It's not that it hasn't caused pain. It's not that what a son hasn't done hasn't caused pain. I go through that on a regular basis. Uh, siblings, uh, uh, parents, 
I mean, uh, relatives, uh, family, Christian brothers, Christian sisters, all of these things. They're, they're real. It's genuine. But you have to extend forgiveness because God extended forgiveness to you and expects that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm telling you that the Lord makes it very clear. You know, uh, the, the scripture in the, in the daily prayer makes reference to this. You know, and we're supposed to forgive others. And it's like that forgiveness is not something that people earn. You give it to them. You grant it to them. And by giving that forgiveness, you're doing that because you have received forgiveness from God. I've always maintained and will always maintain. I, I know that I'm not in the plurality here, but you can't give what you don't have. And you got to give forgiveness and God has granted you forgiveness, and you didn't deserve it, and you've got to extend some of that. And if you do that, even if it's circumstantial, it always involves people. The circumstance, to some degree, it involves, you know, maybe it's your, you, you don't get paid enough at work, or whatever the case may be. Or, or if you've just got this grievance of life, you got to let that go, because that bitterness is killing us. It's just killing us. So we got to let that go. We got to extend forgiveness, just like forgiveness was extended to us. Because we got to be like Jesus. And he's just so merciful to you. I mean, he's, he's, he's never judged you according to your sin to you and never dealt with you as your sins deserved. So that forgiveness has just got to be real, active every day. Get that poison out. Don't hold the pain. Don't hold the hurt. Have mercy. Because the only person that's holding that bitterness in is yourself. God didn't tell you to keep it bitter, and neither did the person or the situation. You did. Let it go. All right, we'll take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Then he says this, don't be afraid. Why should you not be afraid? Because what fear does is immobilizes a person, stops them from moving forward, and it also eats away at faith. Fear has this way. It's kind of like if you think of faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, uh, chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, that's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, it's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it. Don't be afraid of it. And then he does this 
one radically crazy, nutsy cuckoo line, just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, that attitude of just believe, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. I'm, here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Hello, Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too. The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no! Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, so you may appeal to a higher power. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're getting ready to offer up our next trivia question, and then we're going to do our DNA. Here is a numerical question. Ooh, numerical, huh? Not new miracles, a numerical how many baskets full of broken pieces were left over after Jesus fed 4,000 people? How many baskets full of broken pieces were left over after Jesus had fed 4,000 people? So there's one story about 5,000 people with baskets left over. This is the one with 4,000, and it is not the same number. If you think you know, reach out to us. Call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let's head right into our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day, just draw in just a little itty-bitty closer. Just a little itty-bitty. N for the DNA. N stands for never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A stands for always be ready. To serve. To serve, which does mean that God and others have a priority in our thinking, which is kind of hard to do at different times, but we should work on it on a daily basis. That is our DNA. Okay, tough question. I know it's tough. That's why I've kind of asked it. How many baskets full of broken pieces were left over after Jesus fed the 4,000 people? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I do want to point out that Eric made a very important point 
in the texting that has to do with Al. See, this is where we've come now. So Al answered the trivia question, Peter, when there was no trivia question, and we gave him the props. But then Eric sent in a text saying, knowing that Al answered the prior question in the loop as Peter, when it should have been Paul, should that have been correct? That's us. That's us right there. That is a perfect way to explain the audience right there. Al gives an answer to a fictitious question, and then Eric goes, but is that the right one? Because, see, he said Peter, and that answer that looped when the answer was Paul, and he answered Peter again. Oh, I just don't know. I'll let you guys figure it out, and somebody's ready to answer the trivia question, right? Let's let him through. Ding! This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is Fred. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I just counted the blessing to be able to talk to a Baptocostal again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so good. <laughs> and that is and so... the answer to your question is four. Four baskets. I mean, 12 baskets. How many baskets were left over? 12. Okay, 12. now that's out of the 5,000, okay? What about out of the 4,000? It's a little different number, kind of minus the number you had. Take the number you have minus five. Take the number. Uh, how many is well, it? 12 minus five is? Seven. seven That's five. correct. Seven baskets <laughs> full. On the, tw- on the, tw- the 5,000 feeding, there were 12 baskets left over. On the 4,000 feeding, there were seven baskets left over. See? Okay, well, no wonder you're about to cost you. You're very forgiving <laughs> from a bad answer. Oh, you got there? What are you talking about? You said the right answer after a little bit. <laughs> All right. All right. God bless you, and I'm, I'm listening to your show, and I am enjoying it thoroughly. I'm glad, brother. I really am, and I just I pray it's continual blessing. That's my prayers. All right, Doc. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Great job. Great job because he was there. Yeah, I knew he was going to go from the 12. See, that's why I kind of said that because that would be the answer. And he would be right. He was actually thinking of the right answer. It's 12. But then the 4,000, that was 7. So, so that's how you get there. Okay. All right, let me finish this up on this whole thing on bitterness. And I'm not trying to be a downer for anybody. Dave the downer. Okay. <laughs> you got a downer sound in there? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Cam Chris. Uh, Lamentations 3, 17 through 23. I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say my splendor is gone and all that I hoped for from the Lord. Ever feel that way? I mean, that is a, what a perfect example of what somebody's going through, right? I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say my splendor is gone and all that I hoped for from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. So now we've just identified everything we just talked about in the three prior segments. This is Lamentations, so it's Jeremiah writing it, and he's just he's 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 recapping for us. I love that when this stuff happens. He's recapping for us. Okay, I don't have any peace. 
Uh, I don't even know what prosperity is. I'm kind of just so down here. My splendor is gone. I mean, everything I hope for in the Lord has disappeared. It's gone. I remember my affliction, my wandering, feel like I'm wandering around doing nothing, and I'm in bitterness and go. I remember it, and my soul is down. You see, at this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Oh, this has got to be good. Whatever this is, this has just got to be it. Because whatever he's going through, he's calling to mind this thing he's about to say, and this is what brings it back up from the depth of bitterness. What is that? What is that? Verse 22 in Lamentations 3, because of the Lord's great love, because of the Lord's great mercy, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. Do you want to know why we can rise up from the bitterness and rise up for the disappointment and rise up from the pain? Because God loves us and he's never stopped loving us and he will never stop loving us and he will keep on loving us and we'll keep doing stupid things and we'll keep saying stupid things and we'll have really shiny moments where we walk and we don't fall into dumb sin and we walk above it the way that we're supposed to, the way that we're enabled to by the Holy Spirit. And then every once in a while we'll trip and we'll fall and we'll do something stupid or say something stupid or respond to something stupid and we'll we'll have this downcastness and this bitterness and this defeatism and this affliction and this wandering and all that stuff will go on and it's real and it's true but this is the thing that pulls us back up out of the depth of the water and that is that the love of God the mercy of God and the grace of God never fail because his compassions for us never end and we can rely and trust on the love that God has for us. 1 John 4, 15, 16. Anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. And, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. That is the answer to the bitterness. We rely on the love of God, the love that God has for us. We rely on that, and that helps pull us up from the depth It helps us put our feet upon a rock and put a new song in our mouth. And God does not fail us or forget us or abandon us. And even when we feel like all of those things are just, oh, affliction, wandering, bitterness, everything I hope for in the Lord shot up. It's gone. Oh. Then again, I have hope. Why do you have hope, Jeremiah? Because the Lord's great love, his love is there, and I am not consumed, and his compassions never fail me, and they're new every morning, and great is his faithfulness, and I can rely and depend on the love that God has for me, and I can go yet again. And sometimes we get all, we get pretty theological. Well, I don't know about this show, but we we tend to get theological. We start spouting things and blah, 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 blah. And it always comes back to this core element, doesn't it? You know what? Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. And that love 
That's what got us going. That's what keeps us going. That's what sustains us. That'll keep us going. It's, it's just how it is. The gospel saved you, is saving you, will save you. It's continual. And it's just like, yeah, I don't have to be bitter. You know what, Lord? I've been bitter about this. Take this. I don't want to be bitter about it anymore. I don't want it living inside of me. It's just yucky. It's not what you like. It's not what I like. And it hurts me. Take it from me. Replace that bitterness with a greater understanding of your love and compassion. And may I be more and more like Jesus in everything I say and do. Right? I mean, come on. That's At least it's honest. We not not be brilliant, but we're seeking. We're trying. We're pursuing. And God is good. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break, then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.